Welcome to the Superbook Sports Podcast. The line starts here as we take you behind the counter for an all-access look at the biggest events in sports. Through the minds of career Las Vegas odds makers, Jay Cornegay and John Murray. Want the very best in odds boost promotions and contests? Download the Superbook Sports app. Follow us at Superbook Sports on social media and head to Superbook.com. Superbook.com today. Now let's jump behind the counter and talk with the pros before we get our wagers down. Here's your MC, Ron Kruk. Guess who's back? It's the return of the Superbook Sports Podcast. I'm Ron Kruk, joined by the men behind the counter at Superbook at the Westgate in Las Vegas. Longtime odds makers, Jay Cornegay and John Murray. Gentlemen, good to see you both. It's been way too long. How are you two, and, and how are things at the Superbook at the Westgate? It's, you know, this time of year, Ron, we, we have these uh, playoffs going on, both the NBA and NHL, and it uh, creates a little havoc at, at times for us because everything's concentrated on just a small batch of games. Instead of a full slate of basketball and full slate of hockey, you know, we got just a couple of games each and every day. And as you can imagine, the handle on those uh, you know, it just kind of skyrockets because of the concentration of you know everybody's attention on those particular games. So the results are very volatile. Uh, it's a little bit of a roller coaster ride for us, and you know it hasn't been great for us uh, the results. Uh, but uh, that's okay; it happens. But we kind of been backpedaling a little bit over the last couple of weeks. Well, it's it's such a busy time, and we'll get to that. Uh, and it looks like you know the, the, everyone can always rebound too. But John, you ready to go, my man? Absolutely, happy to talk about whatever you want. I assume we're here to talk about the UFC or the Champions League final. Uh, obviously, that's the topic today, right? It's right on my list. Oh, it's great. right on my list. Shoot from we're the hip, get then, Ron. I, I can answer anything about those two items. <laughs> I know, but you know what? We're going to save that for another time because. We are preparing for just a massive sports weekend, fellas. I mean, let's go through it. We got the NHL playoffs. We got the NBA's version of really the Final Four and the PGA Championship. So later in the show, Superbook oddsmaker and resident golf wagering specialist, Jeff Sherman will join us to break down the favorites and the long shots. But guys, not surprisingly, and I know you're excited about this, John, The NFL continues to grab year-round headlines uh, when they recently announced the 2022 schedule for the 103rd season of the National Football League. And right now at Superbook.com and on the Superbook app, you can bet anything and everything on the NFL, from single games to total wins for the year to who is going to win Super Bowl 57 next February. It's all there, and that's why Jay alluded to this is a very busy time of year for Superbook. So, guys, let's begin with just some notable season win totals. Lines, of course, courtesy of Superbook.com and the Superbook app. As we look at some future totals in our specific state regions, the Broncos are up to 10 wins now that they have Russell Wilson. The Arizona Cardinals, they're sitting at nine total victories. The Raiders, eight and a half. The two New York teams, the New York Giants, seven total victories, Jets, six total victories. And then a notable one that seems to be gauging some interest is the Cleveland Browns. 
They are up to nine and a half total wins with Deshaun Watson joining the team and what could be a delayed joining as he may be suspended. But let's start off with the Denver Broncos. Jay, we'll go to you as the Colorado guy. I uh, 10 wins, your thoughts on that. How did that number change or or did it with the addition of Russell Wilson? Well, that, that's a very important point, Ron. As we looked over the over-under season wins for the Broncos over the last few years, and they've always been hovering around seven, seven and a half, eight at the most. They get this blockbuster trade going on and they land Russell Wilson, and now they bump him up to uh, 10 wins. Now, we all know how strong the AFC West is going to be, and Brutal. it's by far the best division. But if you look at the Broncos' schedule, they have a couple of weak spots, and and I think that's going to be the key for the Broncos. They got you know the Jets, they got the Texans, they got the Jaguars, uh, and they're going to have to take care of business in those games because those uh, divisional games are going to be very very tough. And I wouldn't be surprised if everybody in the AFC West in those divisional games are right around 500. So mm. with that being said, if they can take care of business against those teams that are somewhat rebuilding or on the lower end of the scale, I see them going right at that number. <laughs> can I can I say that, Ron? Can I, 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 you probably you want to pick from that, me. Sir. Yeah, you want you to pick from that. me. Over, under 10, I'm going to say they're going to win exactly 10. Okay, very good. And just looking at the current odds from Superbook.com to win the AFC West, the Chiefs are plus 185, Chargers plus 220, Denver plus 245, and the Raiders sitting at 7-1 to one odds. John, let's come to you and talk a little bit about the Cleveland Browns. Uh, nine and a half wins. Of course, the big offseason move was Deshaun Watson, but there's still talk that he could be suspended anywhere from four to six games. Uh, you know, how would that move the line at this point? And just give us some details on the situation in Cleveland. It seems to us that Cleveland thinks he's going to be suspended. I mean, why else would they have hung on to Baker Mayfield this long? Uh, there mm. must be some trade interest in Mayfield. Very good point. On to him. Their first few games are pretty easy. They play at Carolina. They're home for the Jets. They're home for the Steelers. They go at Atlanta. These are winnable games for the Cleveland Browns. So they, they might be able to navigate the start of their schedule without Deshaun Watson. They get into their division games later in the year when Deshaun Watson should certainly be in the lineup. We are – Dealing the Browns a little higher than the market. We've already taken a lot of under bets. Cleveland under nine and a half. Because we think they'll be able to navigate that early portion of the schedule without them. And we think they're one of the best teams in the NFL with them. So when, if mm. and when Deshaun Watson does get back, if he's anything like the Deshaun Watson from two years ago, Cleveland is really as good as just about any team in the league. They've got talent everywhere. The only thing that was holding them back was Baker Mayfield. And now Deshaun Watson. I don't think people really remember how good he was. Look what happened to Houston last year without him. They were yeah. one of the worst teams in the league. They won the division almost every year when he was their starting quarterback. If he can be that player, Cleveland is a team that could go to a Super Bowl. Their biggest problem is the same problem that Jays Broncos have, the strength of that division. Baltimore Brutal. looks to be really improved. Pittsburgh is always good. They made the playoffs last year. They've got a messy quarterback situation, but they're very strong defensively. They're well coached. And the Bengals were in the Super Bowl last year. So a very, very tough division. Yeah, improving your point, John. Current odds at Superbook.com right now. To win the North, Cleveland at plus 190. The Bengals, after the Super Bowl run, are at 2-1, to one, and so are the Ravens. I mean, another tough division. And then Pittsburgh comes in behind at 14-1 to one odds. 
just say just how busy have these two guys been at the Westgate? Well, let me tell you, every NFL game of the season is up from preseason game number one to the final week of the regular season. You can literally bet on every game, including the big one, the Jets versus the Seahawks in week 18. And, John, we're going to come to you to break that one down. Sure. Okay, maybe we'll wait on that. We got some. been a piece of cake for me, Ron. I got like seven bullet points on that game. Nothing. <laughs> and just in the interest of time, we're going to move on just because of that. But let's do hit on a couple of key games, the marquee games, guys, really, in week one. You got the Thursday night NFL kickoff game, the defending Super Bowl champs, the Rams taking on uh, one of the favorites to win Super Bowl 57 of the Bills. That line currently at Superbook.com is a pick 'em. And so why don't we go to you, John, since you passed on that, that Jets-Seahawks game. Uh, give us some thoughts on the opening Thursday night kickoff game. Well, we had a lot of conversation about that game. I, I think Buffalo should be favored in that game. Uh, there was some disagreement in the room when the schedule came out. We actually opened at the Rams 1. We're at Pick'em now. Uh, just, I feel strongly that Buffalo is the best team in the NFL. That doesn't mean they're going to win the Super Bowl, but uh, I don't think the Rams were the best team in the NFL last year, and they won the Super Bowl last year. But I do think the Bills are the best team in the league. I don't know what kind of a home field advantage the Rams are going to really enjoy in that game. My feeling is the Bills' mafia will be all over SoFi Stadium that whole week probably, and certainly the night of that game. I think we're going to end up beating the Rams, which is kind of funny when you talk about the, the defending Super Bowl champions at home and I think the public's going to come in on the other side. And I think we'll probably need the dog there. But great job by the NFL. They gave us a fantastic opening night game. I think the best team in the league, maybe the best quarterback in the league, right up there with Mahomes and Rodgers, is Josh Allen. And they're on the road against the Super Bowl champs. So that's going to be a great game. Yeah, that's a great way to kick off the season. There's no doubt about it. Jay, the Monday night game uh, before Russell Wilson went from Seattle to Denver was uh, was not even going to be on the radar, but now it is. Uh, Russell Wilson returns to Seattle as the Broncos take on the Seahawks. Current line from Superbook.com and the Superbook app. Denver minus four on the road. Wow, that blows my mind a little bit. Uh, if you would look back at last season uh, when Drew Locke was leading this team or Teddy Bridgewater, but it makes sense now. Your thoughts on the Monday night matchup? Well, I didn't realize the NFL had a sense of humor. I guess they do so with this schedule. I agree with that Bills-Rams game. I think it's just going to be a terrific game. Really almost looking forward to that one. But uh, we we did have a disagreement on, on that game, and we had a disagreement on the Broncos-Seahawks line as well. We had anywhere from three and a half to six, and the loud voices with the three and a half prevailed. But here we are looking at four, some four and a halves already, so it's already creeping up, and I would expect that the Superbook is going to need the Seahawks in that game. Uh, the Seahawks just don't have that much coming back right now. They're truly in the, the rebuild mode. They're going to see what they're going to get out of lock. I'm not sure how much that's going to be, but the Broncos traveling to Seattle on the first Monday night Never game. Never easy. I mean, I, the Monday Broncos night. and the Seahawks, remember, used to be in the same division. They always always struggled up there in, in Seattle. This 100%. won't be a, task but uh there's th these two teams are going in different directions i'm pretty sure that we're going to need the underdog home underdog seahawks 
by the time this one kicks off. Well, that's why you got to get to Superbook.com and download the app. Stay on top of all that line movement. And uh, looking forward to uh, a fun and exciting NFL season. But, guys, now we move on from the NFL to the NBA, where the Western and Eastern Conference Finals roll on. Uh, really been a, kind of a wild playoff. Game seven's galore. To me, it's like it's a wide open field and anyone really could go on a run to capture the title. Western Conference, of course, the Warriors taking on the number four seed Dallas Mavericks over in the Eastern Conference. Miami Heat up one game to nothing over the Boston Celtics. Guys, I know there was a lot of betters and money coming in on the Bucks to repeat as NBA champions. Now that they are eliminated, what team is the biggest liability? Well, we don't. It's hard to answer, Ron. We don't really have any liabilities to win win the NBA championship right now. We're small winners to a couple of teams. We're a very small winner to Miami. Uh, we're a small winner to Golden State. But we're fortunate in that we don't actually lose in terms of the NBA championship futures on any of the four remaining teams because we were able to get Milwaukee out of the mix. That was very good for us. The conferences are in as pretty. Jay knows that. I mean, we we don't do well on Miami winning the East. That's particularly bad for us, and I saw them win game one last night. But the the overall title picture looks very good for us. Okay, so let me look at the current odds to win that NBA championship. Warriors are at three to two. The Heat are at plus two seventy five. The Celtics three to one favorites to win, and then uh, the Mavericks are the long shots at thirteen to two. So, John, just quickly, who do you think advances to the final and wins it all? Well, you got to think Golden State's going to get to the finals, right? I mean, they Dallas really wasn't supposed to be here. They were a dog in the first round against Utah. Very. I don't know what happened on Sunday night in Phoenix. By the time I got home, and I turned on my TV, and I heard, I could hear them talking over my head. And I heard 57 to 27, and I, I, I thought to myself, that can't be right. Collapsed. I actually grabbed my phone to look at the app to see what the score really was. I, I have <laughs> no clue how that could have ever happened to the Phoenix Suns. If you had asked me on the show last week, I would have expected Phoenix to be in the final, probably yeah. against Milwaukee. So you don't, I don't know if you really want my take on this, but right now I still think Boston is better than Miami. I think Boston can rally and win the Eastern Conference Series. I think they will. But uh, i got to go with Golden State right now. Because I, okay. I don't think that Dallas can really beat them in a seven-game series. Yeah, great stuff. Epic collapse from uh, Phoenix, no doubt about it. Well, yeah. let's move from the hardwood to the ice. NHL playoffs in full swing. Uh, still eight teams battling it out to capture Lord Stanley's Cup. Western Conference semis. you got the Avalanche and the Blues going at it. Flames versus Oilers in a cool can- Canada matchup over in the Eastern Conference. The Panthers are down one to the Lightning, and the Hurricanes and Rangers are set to go underway. Jay, we'll come over to you. You know, the Panthers captured the President's Trophy, uh, 58 wins, 122 points during the season. Is Florida your biggest liability? Yes, they are, by a ways, actually. So we got the number one team going into the playoffs with the highest liability, but that's okay because we know – Winning that President's Trophy is probably not the best thing for you. As we've seen, <laughs> yeah, we've seen so many of those uh, top teams go down, and, and especially in recent years. Um, I, I believe the Avs had that last year. 
they, yes, they, they did. Trophy. So looking at it, we're pretty much set on the Eastern Conference. The Stanley Cup, we have the highest liability on the Panthers, but we look pretty good on the favorites, the Avs. So the Avs look like the best road for us right now. I'm looking at the, the numbers as we speak here. And the Avs, I, I think, are only positive note on the Western Conference as uh, we look to take a hit on anybody else but Colorado there. But as far as the Cup, outside the Panthers, we look good on the rest of the team. So I don't really see anybody beating the Avs and, you know, until the final. That, then, then it's kind of a toss-up because I think that Eastern Conference is very strong. This will be obviously a, a big test for the Avs against St. Louis, but I don't right. think the Oilers or the Flames can really match up to, to what the Blues are going to give the Avs. And then the other side of the coin, I mean, the Lightning just took care of business, and they, they really did. They look strong again. But, uh, you know, I, I think the Hurricanes actually could probably give them a run. And I'm not going to discount the Panthers. But uh, to speak uh, on the, the bookmaker side of things, we look pretty good, Ron, except for those Panthers for, this, for the Stanley Cup. All right. So we know who the guys in Vegas are going to be rooting against quickly. The odds to win the Stanley Cup, as Jay said, the Avs are the short favorite at plus 160. They went down from plus 190 after getting the win. Florida guys plus 560 is what you guys have them at now. They were plus 350 until they got destroyed by uh, Tampa in that first game. Calgary and Carolina come in at uh, six to one. And then the Lightning, the always dangerous as they take out the, the Panthers in that first game. They're at five to one. Jay, we saw a lot of movement. They went down from eight to one odds to, to five to one odds. So, I mean, typically just after one game, that's a lot of movement, isn't it? It is just after one one game, but they did look pretty impressive. And the two-time defending champions mm-hmm. and the Panthers, uh, you know, I, I don't think this is going to be a walk by any means. I, you know, this thing is probably going to go six or seven games, like most of these series outside. Maybe the, yeah. well, the Abs. I, I think the Blues are going to win a couple of games in that series, but there's no doubt in my mind the Abs are going to be able to advance and and probably get to the final. The other one, the Rangers Hurricanes, which was a, a you know a series that a matchup that not a lot of people are talking about, but we saw the Rangers just get by the Penguins. Uh, but the Hurricanes have been strong over the last couple of months anyway. They've been sure. very, very strong. So I would expect the Hurricanes to advance against the Lightning, and, and then there'll probably be a toss-up there. But, uh, again, the only thing that we're concerned about at this point in time are, are the uh, President Trophy winners, Florida Panthers. <laughs> Well, there you go. And this is a perfect time to get to Superbook.com. Download the app. They have some great odds, boosts, and promotions going for both the NHL and NBA playoffs. And make sure you're following us on social media at Superbook Sports. Guys, uh, John, thank you. If uh, if we don't see you before them, we got to wish Liverpool, good luck. I know they've got a big one coming up. They need a win and a loss by Manchester City. So I know you're going to be keeping an eye on that one, my man. I will be. Don't forget, they are playing for the Premier League this weekend. The Champions League final is next weekend. So there's a lot going on here. And I appreciate that, Ron. Thank you. Absolutely. And uh, thanks for keeping me straight with, you know, the Premier League. I, I need some help in that world. Yes, John, great job. We'll talk to you soon. And now we're going to turn our attention to the second major golf tournament of the season. The PGA Championship blows into Southern Hills in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And to break it all down, we now welcome in 
Superbook odds maker and resident golf wagering specialist, Jeff Sherman. Jeff, welcome back. Lots of intrigue going into the PGA Championship. Tiger's back playing. Defending champion Phil Mickelson, who is healthy, is not playing. Can Rory make a run? There's so many different storylines coming in here. But what is your biggest storyline going into the PGA Championship? Well, it's to see how Scotty Scheffler is going to pull through after his Masters victory. He's a 12-1 to solo favorite, and he's going to be playing on a course that's one of his favorites out there. So he's number one in ticket count, number one in money wagered, and that's what everyone's enthralled with right now. Wow, absolutely. And let's talk about some of those favorites and, and a few you like going in first. Current odds coming in from Superbook.com as of this recording and the Superbook app. Uh, Scheffler, as you just mentioned, uh, 12 to 1, along with John Rahm. Um, uh, right behind him is uh, Rory at 14 to 1. You have Justin Thomas in the mix at 14 to 1. Going down the line, Dustin Johnson, 18 to 1, and, and some guy named Tiger Woods sitting at 80 to 1. We'll talk more about him specifically in a moment, Jeff. But uh, when you look at some of the favorites, who do you think could make some noise? Well, I like some of the golfers that have been playing well lately. You have Patrick Cantley, Xander Schauffele, and Hideki Matsuyama. Matsuyama's not one I'm involved with. His price has plummeted lately, but the other two. Uh, I think can go well in the mid 20 to one range uh, and they can contend with some of the guys that are shorter in the 16 to one group that you mentioned. Always great insight from you, Jeff, you know, let's now take a, you know, a gamble. Let's throw the dice. What about some of the long shots that might be worth taking a flyer on? Well, when I look at long shots, I'm looking more towards 50, 60 to one. Uh, I took mm. Shane Lowry. He's a little bit less now, but Matt Fitzpatrick, Joaquin Neiman, some of the younger golfers that have been playing really well. Uh, you know, to me, this doesn't have the typical major feel. It's not Augusta. It's not the U.S. Open in those conditions or the Open mm. Championship with the conditions over there. So I think some of these young golfers can roll right in in the form that you're seeing them in and not be afraid of the moment in this major. So uh, in the 50 to 60 to one, you might find some value there. Good stuff. Yeah, it seems like with the championship, if someone comes out of nowhere every year, I mean, Phil Mickelson really wasn't on anyone's radar last year. Am I correct? Yeah, no doubt. He was a, a solid result for the house and he ended up closing off at 250 to one. Wow. Amazing. Well, as usual, you know, all eyes will be on Tiger Woods, who says his leg is getting stronger as he recovers from that horrible car accident. So many wagers, Jeff, that fans can place on Tiger at Superbook.com and the Superbook app. Uh, just a few of them uh, to make the cut at minus 120. Seven to one odds to finish uh, top 10. 15 to 1 odds to finish top five and 80 to 1 odds to win outright. Any props or wagers that stand out to you? Well, his 80 to 1 outright, he represents our largest liability at Superbook. So that's one we need to avoid. But uh, we're getting a lot of two way action on the cut price, just as we did at Augusta. So there's a lot of sharp money on both sides of that, even from uh, getting him to no favorite, but now, yes, a small favorite. But um, it's not deviating too much from around the pick and price. We're seeing a lot of sharp play on both sides of that prop. 
Okay, well, not often that uh, people are rooting against him, but I know who will be rooting against Tiger. Jay, let's get you involved uh, as you look at some of those numbers that we went through with the favorites and the underdogs, long shots. Uh, anyone stand out to you that might be worth as a favorite and maybe pick a dog as well? Well, I was just listening to Jeff there, the, you know, the expert, and uh, we had our PGA draft last night, and I picked Cantley and Joaquin Neiman, and Jeff mentioned both of those. So I'm like, I'm feeling pretty good right now. <laughs> uh, so, you know, and I, I think Neiman is also interesting because he's a, a little bit of a longer price. I know Cantley hasn't really played well in majors lately, but he has been playing well of late. So, um you know, I, I think that's why we picked him um, in the A spot out of our draft last night. But, uh, you know, someone that I always kind of followed through the European tour and that's been playing great in the, the PGA tour, that's a big price, is this uh, Christian Bazunhout, right? And, and I know that he's up there like 200 to 1 or something like that. And I played wow. him the last couple of weeks, and uh, he showed up on the leaderboard. I think he was either on the first page or the second page uh, of this last week's uh, you know tournament. And uh, he would be one of my long shots. If I was to bet one of the more conservative favorites up there, I'm going to go with Cantley. I, I think that... Uh, um, you know, I know, like I said, he hasn't played that well in majors lately, but he's certain and certainly been playing well of late. Yeah, for sure. Uh, someone to keep an eye on. Great stuff, uh, Jay. We appreciate it. And Jeff, uh, we always appreciate your insight as you come on and break down some golf for us. Before we let you go, uh, any final thoughts on the PGA Championship? Well, it's going to be intriguing, like you mentioned, about seeing how Tiger goes. But uh I'm most interested in to see Scheffler's response after his Masters win. And like I mentioned, it's uh, he's number one in tickets, number one in money. So he'll be someone that we need to uh, avoid this week. Very good. Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to remember who picked him for the Masters. Uh, I don't know. Some guy. Doesn't me either. Me either. <laughs> Why don't we move on? Jeff, thank you for your time. Jay, as we're wrapping up, I just want to give you the opportunity for any final thoughts as you are preparing for a crazy busy sports weekend. Yeah, no, it's just, we're just getting through these uh, playoffs uh, have been a challenge for us, like I said earlier. So uh, hopefully we get some of these games uh, going on our way. Uh, and I think they will. It, it's, it's not, I, I kind of kid and I stress about it. Nah, not really. I just, uh, um, you know, we, we take it as they come and we know some of these things, uh, you know, will go our way, you know, uh, here in the future. I know it will. And, uh, it seems to always, it's just a roller coaster ride. You're up and you're down. So, uh, right. we will see how it all plays out. My friend, make sure that, uh, you are following us though on social media at Superbook Sports for all the latest. Get to Superbook.com, sign up today, download the app, and get in the game. All State Superbook is live, and including now Tennessee, they're offering some great sign-up bonuses and some odds boosts on several different sports. All right, that's going to do it for another episode of the Superbook Sports Podcast. For our VP of Marketing, Kristen Mackey, our producers, Jeremiah Crow, Mike Rigg, always keeping it real, Mike, social media manager, John Hogland, and for my partners in the desert, Jay Cornegay, John Murray, and Jeff Sherman, I'm Ron Kruk. Enjoy a massive weekend of sports, everyone. 
You've been listening to the Superbook Sports Podcast. Superbook Sports Podcast. Featuring Jay Cornegay, John Murray, and Ron Kruk. Hit our subscribe button, rate, review, and never miss out on weekly behind-the-counter access to the biggest events in sports. The Superbook Sports Podcast is a production of Green Roll Media. Green Roll Media. The world's premier sports betting podcast network.